Every moment is a golden one for him who has the vision to recognize it as such. Henry Miller. This is Simple Joe for Thursday, December 8th, 2022. I've read before and I've seen stories about people who have been close to death or they've been given a, uh, a diagnosis that they, they may die soon and suddenly their whole perspective changes. They start seeing every detail and everything and the beauty in the, the all, in the, mud, in the mundane. And we can capture that. Can't we? We can capture that. We don't have to wait until we have a tragic diagnosis or something dramatic happen to us to make us think about those things. Every moment can be a golden one. For him who has the vision to recognize it as such, do we take time to just stop and look and experience the moment? And can we be in that state all the time? Can we? I don't know. I don't know. We get so busy and in such a hurry in life. Uh, for what? When there's beauty right in front of us, there is golden moments right in front of us. If we just, if we, we don't even have to stop. We just have to be in the mindset to recognize it. This is, this is hitting me pretty significantly right now. I, to stop and just be in the moment, every moment, and just let yourself be there and recognize the golden moments, the beauty in every thing and every moment. If you just have the vision, to recognize it. Boy, this is a good one, Henry Miller. Thank you so much for doing for that quote, man. It's a it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Hello, my friend. I'm Simple Joe. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, and I am glad we are here together. Before I go any further, yesterday I listed a uh I listed a group of people that have done top 10 lists with me and have has given input on the show. And this is the truth. I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> this is weird. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, you didn't mention Kevin Curtis Allen, the UK correspondent, the simple Joe UK correspondent, Kevin Curtis Allen. You didn't mention him yesterday. Kevin, I'm sorry. You have been a significant contributor to the show along with many other people. And I'm sorry for not mentioning your name. I love you, brother. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. And thank you for, uh, uh, thank you for calling me a friend. I certainly appreciate you way over there in uh, the Isle of Wight, England. So there you go. There's my recognition of Kevin Curtis Allen. And if there's anybody else I've forgotten, maybe I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and think about them as well. That's a little, little creepy. Sorry. Today, we're going to take a peek at the weather in Merritt Island, Florida, right there in the Florida Atlantic coast. Uh, I think it's near Cocoa Beach, kind of maybe an hour or so, maybe a little more from Orlando area. So yeah, Merritt Island, Merritt Island, Florida. And it's Thursday, so it's the day for random questions. And of course, the often requested and the very, very popular, much, much more. So for my friends in or near Merritt Island, Florida, you're going to see a high of 79 degrees today and a low of 63. Beautiful, partly sunny weather, full on sunshine tomorrow, Friday, 81 and 62 for the high and low. And uh, partly sunny skies on Saturday, 79 and 64. Beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful fall Florida weather. Florida is beautiful 
year round. I like Florida. I like the Florida heat. I like the Florida. I even like the Florida humidity. I do. I do. I like being there in August. How about that? You know, that's what people always complain about when it comes to Florida. Now I like the coasts. I wouldn't want to be in central Florida (laughs) in August. There's yeah, it's, it's hot and humid and thick, but gosh, I, I do like Florida. Do I like Florida enough to move there? I might. Tell me about Merritt Island, Florida. If you're out there listening, Merritt Island today, tell me about Merritt Island. Tell me if, whether I want to live there or not. Tell me what it's like. 79, 81, and 79 for the highs over the next three days and beautiful, beautiful weather. Thank you so much for listening, Merritt Island, Florida. I certainly appreciate you, and I am so grateful that you are there. Here in Cincinnati, we're going to see rain today, 47 for the high, 38 for the low. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies, 53 and 42. Uh, for the high and low, and uh, some rain on Saturday, 50 and 37 for the high and low. So 47 today, 53 tomorrow, and 50 on Saturday with um, eh, so-so weather. We'll get through the rain today. We'll uh, enjoy tomorrow, Friday, and uh, get through the rain on Saturday. I think I'm going to go to uh, uh, Kings Island's Winterfest sometime this weekend. No, I won't. I Actually, I won't have time because tomorrow night we're going to see, uh, uh, we're going to hang out with some friends of from my wife's school days. Saturday, we're going to see a comedian at the Funny Bone in Liberty Township, just north of Cincinnati, going to see Dusty Slay. If you've not heard Dusty Slay, he's a really unique, funny guy, clean comedian. Uh, he walks the edge a little bit, uh, but but not not much. I mean, he's he's. I would even call him family friendly. You might have to explain a few things to your kids if you take <laughs> take him there, but but funny, funny, quirky, unique funny comedian. Dusty Slay is going to be here in Cincinnati, and I really look forward to uh, uh, seeing his show and maybe uh, maybe meeting him. I really appreciate his work. So yeah, 47 today, 53 tomorrow, and 50 on Saturday. Today in 1765, Eli Whitney, the inventor of the cotton gin, was born. We lost Eli Whitney in 1825. Sammy Davis Jr., one of those cool cats from, uh, from back in the day. He hung out with... Uh, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and what do they call those guys? The Rat Pack. Uh, just one of those cool guys, man. Sammy Davis Jr. was born today in 1925. We lost Sammy Davis Jr. in 1990. Remember that song, Candyman? You may, you may or may not, depending on your age. But uh, what a neat song. What a neat song. Jim Morrison, great singer-songwriter from The Doors, was born today in 1943. We lost Jim Morrison in 1971. Greg Allman. Born today in 1947 from the Allman Brothers. I know Connecticut Kurt is a huge fan of the Allman Brothers. We lost Greg Allman in 2017. And what a yeah, what a tragedy that was. Uh, you know, it's a tragedy anytime we lose somebody close to us or somebody that's significant in our life. So, you know, I could say this about everybody that dies. But yeah, Greg Allman, born today in 1947, and we lost him in 2017. Like I said, Connecticut Kurt's a big fan of, of Greg Allman. King Basinger, actress King Basinger, is born today in 1953, making her 69 years old. Happy birthday, Kim Basinger. Uh, Sam Kittison, that unique, weird, screaming comedian, uh, was born today in 1953. He, uh, we lost him in 1992, but he really had a unique style and was a groundbreaking comedian. Uh, filthy, filthy comedian, <laughs> not for the faint of heart. Interestingly enough, Sam Kinison was once a Baptist preacher and kind of went, went the other direction. And uh, he was funny. He was a funny guy. Really unique, really unique uh, style, unique delivery, unique way of looking at life. And that's what 
comedians do for us, right? Give us a unique way of twisting our reality and looking at life and looking at the humor in life uh, as we kind of make fun of ourselves and the things that we experience and things we do. I I like comedians. I like stand-up comedians a lot. I need to go uh, I need to um, go see more stand-up comedians. I watch them a lot on TV. Uh, Dusty Slay is kind of the uh, the guy I'm following most right now, but I have a good friend of mine, Rick Roberts, uh, down in Nashville, who's a stand-up comedian. He teaches comedy. I've had a, a handful of comedians uh, on my show over at On Faith's Edge at onfaithsedge.com. Uh, that's kind of, that show's been idle for a while, uh, but yeah, I've had Jeff Allen and... Uh, Streblo, what's 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 Streblo's first name? I can't remember his. I can't remember his first name. Man, I'd be mad. He'd, anyway, um, Streblo, Darren Streblo, Darren Streblo, Rick Roberts, of course, has been on the show. Uh, just Mark Lowry, some just funny, funny guys. Yeah, absolutely hilarious guys have been on the show over there at On Faith Edge at onfaithsedge.com If you want to take a listen to them over there. But Sam Kinison, born today in 1953. We lost Sam in 1992. Actress Terry Hatcher was born today in 1964. Uh, Sinead O'Connor was born today in 1966, making her 56 years old. Is is she really doing anything anymore? I mean, she had that big thing on Saturday Night Live where she ripped the Pope's picture uh, in half, and that caused a big controversy. Uh, she had Nothing Compares to You, which was written by Prince. Uh, so, yeah, is, is she really significant anymore? I don't know. But she turns 56 years old today. Nicki Minaj turns 40 years old today, born today in 1982. And Raheem Sterling, great uh, British soccer player, British Jamaican soccer player, was born today, or football for the rest of the world. <laughs> he turns 28 years old today, born today in 1994. Today is National Crossword Solvers Day. I... I had a little stint in my 20s where I, I started doing crossword puzzles, but that lasted about a week, maybe two weeks. Nah, just kind of put it down. Uh, my wife loves word searches. She does word searches every single night. She has books and books and books of word searches, and my grandkids have kind of adopted that from her. Uh, but those are those are fun, but not a big fan of crossword puzzles. I've tried it, and it's it's it's, it's okay. I know people who do them all the time. They've always got a crossword puzzle in front of them. I think Stanley from the office, that character Stanley from the office always had a crossword puzzle in front of him. Uh, do you like crossword puzzles? I, I'm not, I'm not sure I do. I don't know why I just never, never caught on. I tried it in my twenties for a quick minute and didn't really, didn't really catch on. So national crossword puzzles day, crossword solvers day, crossword solvers day. Yeah. It's, for some reason, it's sh- the word puzzle should be in there. National Crossword Puzzle Puzzle Solvers Day. Anyway, I'm not going to I'm not going to labor that point. It's also National Brownie Day. Now, there's something I can get behind, right? I can really dig into this day. <laughs> National Brownie Day. I like brownies. I like hot fudge brownies Sundays. There's a restaurant here called Frisch's Big Boy. Uh, there's Bob Big Boy across the Bob's Big Boy across the country, but we have Frisch's Big Boy here, and one of their one of their premier marquee uh, items is a hot fudge vanilla ice cream sundae where they have a layer of hot um, uh, layer of brownie hot fudge brownie ice cream sundae layer of brownie vanilla ice cream another layer of brownie smothered in hot fudge whipped cream and a cherry on top man almighty that is something to behold right there 
National Brownie Day. This is something that I can celebrate. I might go have myself a brownie today with no additional additives, right? We all know. Yeah, anyway, National Brownie Day. Happy National Brownie Day. And it's pretend to be a time traveler day. How about that? Pretend to be a time traveler day. Now, where did this day come from? Let's take a look at pretend to be a time traveler day just for kicks and giggles. This comes from nationaltoday.com. If you've ever noticed any unusual characters on December 8th, they might be celebrating pretend to be a time traveler day. On this day of imagination and time hopping celebration, we pretend that we can move across the years and go wherever we want. Whether you're entertaining the kids or looking to bring some creativity to your day, we have the best ideas to make sure you don't get stuck in a wormhole. And it goes on to talk about the history of pretend to be a time traveler day and so forth. Uh, time travel is actually an interesting concept. There is some scientific support that time travel is possible. If you kind of fold space and all that stuff, uh, it's there's some loose scientific support for it, I guess you would say. But I do like time traveler movies. Uh, my favorite time traveler movie is kind of a, it's kind of a romantic movie. It's not, it, there's some science fiction, but it's more of a romance. It's almost a chick flick, right? It's called Somewhere in Time, and it starred Christopher Reeves and Jane Seymour. And I just love this movie. I really do. And it's about, it's about, uh, Christopher, Christopher Reeves character. I think his name is Robert, um, uh, kind of falls in love with a picture of a woman from a long time ago. He falls in love with this picture and he can't get enough of this picture. And so he figures out a way to travel in time, uh, and goes back and meets this woman. They become, uh, they become a thing. And so, there's the whole story behind that. And it's, it's a beautiful, interesting, intense movie somewhere in time way from, I guess it's from back in the early eighties, somewhere in time with Christopher Reeve. And is it Christopher Reeves or Christopher Reeve? Anyway, Christopher Reeves and Jane Seymour, beautiful movie somewhere in time. So today is pretend to be a time traveler day. If you so, uh, if, if, if you so, f if you feel yourself so fit to be a time traveler or pretend to be a time traveler today, this is your day. So National Crossword Puzzle Solvers Day, National Brownie Day, and Pretend to Be a Time Traveler Day. If these days mean anything to you, uh, I hope you celebrate them in a way that brings you fulfillment and joy and happiness and only the way that National Brownie Day can. It's also Thursday, so it's the day for random questions. This is the day that I grab questions off the internet, answer them improvisationally off the top of my head just to see where it takes us. I usually learn a lot about myself when I'm answer, asking myself these questions. As you go through these questions, uh, I'm curious what, what your answers would be. So uh, take time to listen to the questions and respond. You can send them to me. Uh, you send your answers to me, joe at the simple joe.com or send me a text or even, even if you want to use a voicemail, 513-399-6468 is my text and voicemail number. You can text me or leave a voicemail either way. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to hear your response to these answers. I'll, I'll give you mine right now, and I'm curious to, see, to hear what, what you have to say. What's the best way to travel? What's the best way to travel? So we have walking, we have planes, we have cars, we have trains, uh, we have boats, right? What's the best way to travel? So what do I want to get if I'm if I'm trying to get quickly from point A to point B without regard to the journey, 
assuming there's a significant distance I have to travel, plane is the best, right? If you want, if we want to call that the best. But if I really want to enjoy the journey, um, I love driving. I love driving. Uh, every year we've almost every year we've driven to vacation, um, probably five or six times over the past thirty years or whatever have we actually taken a plane for family vacation. I love to drive. I love to drive for vacation. My initial reaction is to say a car is the best way to travel because I'm in control of it. I can stop when I want to stop, go when I want to go, look at what I want to want to, what I want to look at. But the handful of times that I've taken a train, I have thoroughly enjoyed it because it it's slower than a plane. You kind of get to see the the landscape a little bit, the the stuff. You don't get to stop necessarily, but it's a neat experience. It really is a neat experience taking a train. I took a train when I was in Germany from southern Germany to northern Germany, and that was just a cool experience. I loved it. I loved it, and I would do it again every single time. Uh, but what is the best way to travel for me? Okay, I, I would. Per, I would. I like walking. I do. I like walking if, if it's a short distance, less than a, a few miles or less. I would, I might tend to walk there and kind of enjoy that time by myself. Or if I'm with somebody that slow pace, if I want to get somewhere quickly and I have to get there quickly, of course, planes, the best way to go. I would have to say car. Gosh, I like taking a train though. I'm, I'm up in the air about this one, about the best way to travel. Depends on what I'm trying to accomplish, but I'm going to call, I'm going to call it car. Uh, I like traveling by car. You're more in control of the of the of the travel agenda of the experience you can stop when you want to stop uh if i'm if i'm traveling at all usually six hours is my cutoff if if i can drive there in six hours or less i am driving whether it's business or whether it's pleasure or whatever it is if it's six hours or less i'm driving if it's pleasure like vacation I'll drive 10, 12 hours. No problem at all. No problem at all. Uh, usually I'll, I'll do that overnight. Uh, so I can, so I can make, uh, so I can experience the whole time, the whole vacation. When I drive for vacation, I, I'll drive all night long and, and, uh, the adrenaline, the rush of actually being there when I arrive kind of carries me through the day. I'll crash, I'll crash that evening, but yeah, six hours or less. I'm taking a plane. Uh, if it's for business, but I don't mind, I don't mind taking a car. Uh, that's probably my, my favorite way. The best way to travel for me is to take a car that way. Like I said, I'm in control. I can leave when I want to leave, stop when I want to stop, look at what I want to look at, slow down when I want to slow down, speed up when I want to speed up, but there's a time sacrifice there as well. How much time do you spend watching sports in a week? Well, this is seasonal for me. This is seasonal for me. So I will, I used to be a huge baseball fan and let's assume that I'm watching TV and not going to the actual event. Um, by the way, when I, when I listed the stuff I'm doing this weekend, Sunday, I'm going to the Bengals game. My, my daughter and my son-in-law are coming down from Zanesville and, uh, taking me and, uh, the kids to a baseball game. So, I mean, excuse me, a football game, a football game. Did I say baseball? Anyway, I used to be a big baseball fan. And, uh, I, I still am to an extent, 
Uh, but I don't like watching baseball on TV. I either like listening to it on the radio or I like um, watching it live. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume this means how much time do I spend watching sports on TV? Let's make that assumption. And so it's really seasonal, and it has to do with football season, actually, because that's really the only sport that I watch on TV. I'll maybe, maybe I'll watch some UFC a few hours a year, tops. Uh, but when it's football season, I probably, I'm going to be honest with myself here. How much, I'll, I'll probably take in a few games a week in there, but they're usually in the background. So I'm watching the football game and doing work, or I'm watching the football game and, uh, yeah, figuring, fixing something or working on the house or something like that. So I'm always doing, when I'm watching football, most half the time I'm doing something else. All right. But I'm going to, I'm, I'll, I'll, I will, I'll still consider that watching time when during, if it's off football season, I rarely watch sports. Rarely. Even baseball. I'll rarely watch sports. Um, so how much time do you spend watching sports during football season? I would say, let's say I, I, it's three hours a game, a few games a week. So I mean, that, that, you know, that's commercial time and all that other stuff. So I guess that's the average time for a football game. So I would say, let's call it 10 hours a week. Oh my gosh, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, if I take in three games a week, usually I watch the Bengals play. I watch a Sunday night football, at least half of Sunday night football, and another game of interest during the week. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'll, I might I might even peek in a little college football here and there. But yeah, that's so that's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. But like I said, half or more than half that time, I'm doing something else. I'm doing work, or I'm doing something around the house and kind of taking in the game, whatever it might be. Or you know, we're watching the game with friends as a as a social event. So that's important as well, right? So. Oh gosh, that number scares me. Let's call it maybe 10 to 12 hours a week during football season. But outside of football season, I would say it's less than an hour a week, way less than an hour a week outside of football season. What do you think of buffets? Buffets. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming this means like a food buffet. Cause you have that piece of furniture that you keep your plates in that we call a buffet. And I don't like them. They're too big. They're too bulky. And just another place to keep your, the stuff you don't really need, but I'm assuming this is food buffets, like a, all you can eat buffet. The indulgent side of me loves them. Oh gosh. About once a month, we'll go to a, 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 a buffet that serves Chinese food. And, oh gosh, like I said, the overindulgence, the overindulgence side of me loves them, loves them, but they're not good for you. They're not good for you. I, I like buffets because you kind of you get all you can you could possibly want to eat. But usually the food is cheap and it's not very good for you. Uh, the Chinese buffet we go to, it's called the Szechuan House. It's up here in just north of Cincinnati. Uh, we love, my wife and I love it for several different reasons, uh, which anyway, I, we love buffets, this, this Chinese buffet. Uh, but I do like, I like pizza buffets. I, I do. <laughs> I do like buffets, uh, but I would rather not go to a buffet. 
my wife and I go to go to this Chinese buffet because it has some significance to us. Uh, it's where we had our first date, uh, kind of where we had our first date. There's a whole story behind that that I won't go into now. But the so we, this has some personal significance to us. This buffet, but generally the indulgent side of me loves buffets. David's buffet, Golden Corral. Wow, I I just love them. I I love being able to eat all that I want to eat, but I know I shouldn't. And for that reason, if I were to step outside of my own indulgent self, I would say, I don't think they're a good thing. And I don't like them. I don't like them because when I go to a buffet, let's say I spend 13, $15 for a buffet. Is that about how much they cost now? I think so. Let's say I spend $13, $15 for a buffet. Some pizza buffets are like $5. CC's pizza is like $5. All you can eat pizza and mm, it's not very good pizza though. Uh, KFC has a, some KFCs have a, have a, all you can eat chicken buffet. Let's say a a buffet is $15. I'm going to make sure that I get my $15 worth. I'm going to make sure that I get $30 worth (laughs) of food and I'll leave there miserable, wishing I didn't have it, wishing I didn't eat that much. What good is that really doing in the big picture? So for that matter, the indulgent side of me loves buffets. But if I were to step outside of that, buffets are not good. They're not good for me because of several different reasons. I will I will just eat until I just can't eat anymore. And that's not good because there's a side of me that wants, I want to feel like I'm getting my money's worth. All you can eat buffet. Well, that's a big mistake. I'm here. <laughs> so... <laughs> I remember a friend of mine went to a, a friend of mine and I went to a buffet years ago and we used to, we used to meet for breakfast, uh, once, once a week at golden crow. And we hadn't met in a long, we hadn't, hadn't met in a long time. So we had a lot of catching up to do. So we met early in the morning for breakfast, maybe eight o'clock. I think they opened up at eight o'clock and we sat and we ate breakfast and we're talking and we're talking, we're eating breakfast. And we realized it's, it's 10 o'clock. It's not terribly busy. So we're not taking, we're not taking table space from the, from the server, which is something to consider as well. When you're going to a restaurant, how long you sit there and wait, um, how long you sit there after you eat, but we're sitting there talking and eating and we're going to the buffet and we're eating, eating breakfast. And before we know it, it's 10 30 and then 11 o'clock. And then they start switching over the buffet for lunch and we're still there. We've been there four hours. I think three hours, right? We've been there three hours. So we decide we're going to eat lunch too. (laughs) So we asked, can we stay for lunch? He said, yeah, if you're still here, it's all the same thing. So they switched over the buffet to lunch from breakfast to lunch and we ate lunch. I'll bet we stayed there till two o'clock in the afternoon and and ate from eight o'clock until two o'clock, ate and talked and drank coffee and water and I think he had pop and orange juice and ate and drank and talked and ate and drank and talked. It's just a, yeah, that's now that's getting your money's worth right there. That's getting your money's worth right there. So do you, what do you think of buffets? I have a love hate relationship with buffets. I, we buffets aren't very good for you in the big picture. Do you always have to have the latest phone? Do you always have to have the latest phone? No, no. In fact, I think my phone is probably five years old, if not more, probably five years old, I would say. Uh, I have a work phone and I have a personal phone. Uh, I like to separate the two and not have to carry my work phone when I don't want to be available to work. 
Uh, but I don't always have to have the latest phone. In fact, it's probably time to upgrade now because there's some, there's some service issues and 5G has come into play and all of that stuff. But no, I don't always have to have the latest phone. I do not. In fact, I would rather not have the latest phone. In fact, if I could, if I could get away with it, I would rather completely disable my phone so it's only a phone, right? Maybe phone and text only. Get rid of email on my phone. Get rid of social media on my phone. Get rid of all that other stuff on my phone and just have it for a phone and text. But I'm, I, I think you have to really do some dramatic adjustments to, your, to today's phone to do that. I would just like the old style, just text phone if I could get away with it because I spend way too much on my, on my way too much time on my phone doing things I shouldn't be doing. Not bad things, but you know what I mean? Looking at Facebook and answering emails and surfing the web and uh, all that other stuff. Right. I'm just a time suck, a time waste. Uh, I do like Twitter. I do like Twitter. I I would, I, I, I like Twitter on the fly. I do. I do like Twitter and that's not as much of a time suck for me, but YouTube videos and all that other stuff, just way, way too much time. Uh, I would rather have just a bare bone basic phone, but do you always have to have the latest phone? No, no. I know people who upgrade their phone every year. As soon as the latest one comes out, maybe not every year, but as soon as the latest one comes out, they got to have it. They got to have it. They think they're missing out the newest camera, the, 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 the newest features, Whatever it might be, that's not me. You always have to have the latest phone. Absolutely not. Would you rather receive a $200 discount on everything or receive a 30% discount on everything? Well, this is a math problem more than anything. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some context to the way I kind of think about this. I used to own a group of coupon magazines that mailed over on the east side of Cincinnati. Uh, they were neighborhood related coupon magazines. So they were, they were targeted at that specific neighborhood, uh, about 15, 20,000 mailings per neighborhood is what I would do. And we, I would always watch conversion rates on coupons because it was a, you know, display ad slash coupon magazine. So I would always watch conversion rates on coupons and people would want to put a 10% off coupon in my magazine. And I never let them. I would never allow a 10% coupon in my magazine. Just didn't like, didn't allow it uh, because they, they would not convert very well and they would put a 10% coupon in the magazine and they would say, oh, that, that, that magazine doesn't work because they put a terrible coupon in it. And uh, that magazine doesn't work. I'm never doing it again. Now, what I would allow is instead of a 10% off coupon, I would allow $10 off any purchase of $100 or more, right? I would allow that or $5 off any purchase of $50 or more. Now, it seems to me that that's the same thing or maybe even worse, but the conversion from a $10 off, uh, the $10 off $100 or more was so much better than a 10% off coupon. Now, the math is the same. In fact, the math is more favorable for a 10% off coupon. But the $10 off any purchase of $100 or more converted way better, so much better. I mean, five, 10 times better than a 10% off coupon. It, it's unbelievable. 
how, how the, how a difference it makes, how much of a difference it made. And I think it's because people know what $10 feels like 10%. They kind of have to do the math, but people know what $10 looks like, feels like they know that. So the conversion rate off of a 10% off coupon was much lower than a $10 of a hundred dollars or more. That said, would it, would I rather receive a $200 discount on everything or receive a 30% discount on everything? I'd have to take a look at my average, my average purchase price. My guess is because if I, if I receive a $200 discount and I'm buying something for $199, well, I get it free, right? If I'm, if I'm buying something for $400, that's a 50% discount. So I'd have to look at my average purchases overall, like all my purchases over the years, um, including large purchases like cars and that kind of stuff. But I don't buy a lot of stuff either. I, I, I might, I went into this when I first read this question, I thought I would definitely say 30% off everything. Uh, but I might say 200 if I, if I don't buy much and the things that I buy are less than $200 and I could be strategic about that, right? <laughs> Uh, the things that I buy are less than or two hundred dollars or less. I, I, for all intents and purposes, I'd be getting that free. But the big purchases, like if you buy a house and you get thirty percent off that off a house, and you know a house is, let's say, just for for math, for the sake of math, let's say the house is a hundred thousand dollars. You can't buy a reasonable house anymore for a hundred thousand dollars. Not at least not where we are. Uh, but that's a that's a thirty thousand dollar discount, right? That's a big swing. You know, if you buy a boat for $20,000, well, that's six, that's a, that's a $6,000 discount. Did I do that math right? Yeah. 20,000 times 30%. Yeah. Yeah. 6,000. That's stupid. I have to do math in my head on the fly like that. That's a $6,000 discount. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I might be because I don't buy very much. And I think from this moment on. My, my purchases are, my big purchases probably are behind me. I, I can't imagine we're going to move uh, from here, but if we do, I mean, I mean, it's a, if it's a significant purchase, I, I might want to, I might want that 30% discount. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. So for the sake of answering the question right now and not laboring the point anymore, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, $200 discount on everything. I might regret that in the future though. I'm waffling on this one, but I need to move on. <laughs> let's, let's stop it right there. How did you answer those questions? What's the best way to travel? How much time do you spend watching sports in a week? What do you think of buffets? Do you always have to have the latest phone? And would you rather receive two, a $200 discount on everything or receive a 30% discount on everything? How did you answer those questions? I'm really curious to know. You can call me uh, or leave a voice. You can leave a voicemail message or you can send me a text at 513-399-6468. Or you can email me, joe at thesimplejoe.com. Either way, I would love to hear from you. And even if you don't answer these questions, if you just want to say, hi, Joe, that puts gas in my tank. Just a simple, hi, Joe. And I appreciate the input I've received so far from you uh, regarding yesterday's show and the format moving forward. Uh, Continue to send those in. Continue to send those ideas in. I, I, I love to... I'd love to hear them 
And it really helps me to understand what you want to hear. And in doing that, I might even invite you on the show to talk about some of these ideas and where we want to go together. Uh, that said, I might have you on the show to do a top 10 list or a, a get to know you or whatever it might be. I would, uh, I would love, I would love to do that. Get to know you a little more. That would be, that would be very cool. Either way, Joe at the simple Joe.com or text me at 513-399-6468. Tomorrow is Friday. So we'll do a top 10 list. I do not know what that's going to be yet. And we're going to look at the weather in Batavia, Illinois. And I owe you an apology, Batavia, Illinois. I've seen you out there. I've seen you on the list and I, and I know you're listening, but we have a city out here very, very close to me, literally probably less than probably five miles away from me where I live called Batavia, Ohio. And I always, I looked at that like, okay, well that's Batavia, Ohio. I'm not going to do the weather in Batavia because it's the same weather in Cincinnati. And it's probably maybe me listening to my own show. Cause I listened back just to see how it went. Um, help me improve the show so forth. And, uh, on my way to work, I go through a little part of close to Batavia. So I always thought that that was Batavia, Ohio on there, not paying attention. That's Batavia, Illinois. That's you. I, I, I see you out there, Batavia, Illinois. And tomorrow we're going to do your weather. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow is a top 10 list. Don't know what that is yet. And, uh, we'll see the, uh, we'll see the weather in Batavia, Illinois. If you like listening to the show, will you do me a favor? Will you share it with your friends on social media? Use the hashtag simple Joe is my friend. Hashtag simple Joe is my friend because we are pals and I certainly appreciate you. I hope you're getting ready to make great memories because memories are better than stuff. I could leave it right there, but you know what I mean? I hope you spend time with people who love you and the people who you love. We're in that season where we can get caught up in buying stuff. And I hope you don't. I hope I don't. I hope you take a step back. I hope you take a step back and remember today's quote. Let's review that just one more time. Today's quote, every moment is a golden one for him who has the vision to recognize it as such Henry Miller. So remember that as you're, as you're thinking about what you're doing today, take a step back and make great memories and recognize an opportunity to make a memory because memories are better than stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I love you, but not in a weird way. I'll talk to you later. Take care.